Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. I just so love breathing in the rarefied air of heaven. My guest did it better than most people. You see, he was caught up out of his body unexpectedly to heaven. And he was granted the privilege to see the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob speaking to the Messiah of Israel about the end times. And you must, I say you must, hear what he came back to report. So, let let me ask you this question. My guest, Carlos, is a, uh, he he was in Benny Hinn's church. He were, uh, you were picked out by him. Tell me real briefly what happened. You you just show up and what happened? First time I attend the church there, the ushers, for whatever reason, sit me at the uh, third row, aisle seat, dead center in front of the platform uh, where he's preaching, and in the middle of his preaching, he just stops, points his finger at me. He says, I don't know who you are, young man, but the call of God is over you, all over your life. The anointing's upon you. And from this day forward, Usher, when this young man comes into this church building, I want to make sure you've got a seat reserved up front. That was my introduction to Benny Hinn and to his church. And, and then he starts uh, working on the team, and then he starts his own congregation, and then it's hugely successful. And then everything that's supposed to happen is happening, and he feels that he's arrived. And then he goes to a meeting, and a prophet says, who here does this city mean anything to? And he knows it's him. He stands up. And what does this prophet, Kim Clement, say to you? Well, the prophet said that there's somebody here connected to Indiana. And so uh, he, he goes through a, through a process of elimination. Twelve people raise their hands. And uh, he goes, no, it's not you, it's not you, not to you. When finally I was forced to lift up my hand because he goes, if somebody hit to the right side of the platform. So I raised my hand. And the moment I did, he goes, it's you. And he says, I want you to take four large steps towards this podium, this platform. And so I did. And as I, as I did, he was counting them one two, three, four. Finally, when when he gets to four, he says, stop. And he goes, thus saith the Lord, you've taken four major steps in ministry, related to ministry, but the fifth step, the next step, will be the biggest step ever you've ever taken. It'll take you to places you've dreamed about. It'll take you to places of a greater glory, greater manifestation. And so, of course, I interpreted that in a totally different way. 
the, how it turned out. But nonetheless, it was that prophetic word that really almost catapulted me to really seek the Lord in a, in a more sincere way, in a more deeper way, in a more consecrated way. So, you know what? It says in the Bible that if you draw close to God, he's going to draw close to you. That's what happened to Carlos because on May 8th, 2005, he's minding his own business, sleeping. What happened? And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, my spirit begins to rise up out of my body. And at first, I was, I was just like hovering, hanging over the bed. I could see my physical body laying there. I could see my wife laying next to me. And I thought to myself, what in the world is going on? I thought I had passed away. That thought went through my mind. Then all I, of a, I could understand. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, I feel these two massive arms. And I knew it was an angel. And I could see myself. I was, he was cradling me, holding me in between his two arms. And the moment I saw that, we begin to rise. And I remember looking at the roof, and I ducked my head because I thought I was going to hit my head against the roof. And to my surprise, we go right through the roof of the house. And so in, that's when I thought, oh, Lord, I passed away, and I began to pray for my wife, my kids. <laughs> so for a brief moment, my mind and my thoughts, my emotions were on earthly matters. And then all of a sudden, from one instant to another instant, in a moment, my emotions were flooded with this incredible joy, joy I had never felt before because I knew that I was about to go see Jesus, the Son of God. And so I remember just closing my eyes and thinking to myself, I'm ready. And then we shoot through the atmosphere, going through the clouds. And then in an instant, I find myself in this big open expanse of a place. So for lack of a better word, it's a large opening, a room. I didn't see any buildings. I didn't see any uh, angels. I didn't see anybody. I just saw in the, nat uh, I, in the natural, I'm colorblind. So I saw these incredible colors, massive, beautiful colors. And the unique thing about that, Sid, was the colors were actually breathing. There was life. Like if the like if like if there was it was lungs it was expanding and you know inhaling and I could see the colors actually breathe and full uh, of life. You know I I have heard reports like this before. Everything is alive in heaven. I have heard that the grass is even alive. It's like we we haven't even experienced life on this dead earth until we have the life of God inside of us. But how would you like to be in a place where everything is alive? No death! I like it. <laughs> yes. And so from that, from, that, from that room, all of a sudden, in an instant, I was back in, into this other room. And in this room, I saw two figures. And they were standing at an angle like this. Um, I was maybe from here to the camera, maybe 10 feet. Um, and then I heard a voice. And the voice said, to you, it's been granted to stand here and listen. Because I immediately recognized it was a father and the son. At first, I didn't know who that was. But when I, as I got a little closer, then I heard the voice. I recognized it was Jesus and the father. And they were having a conversation. And so when I heard the voice that told me, you've been granted permission to stand here and listen, I, I remember turning my ear this way to listen to their conversation. And to my surprise, they were talking about the end times. Hold that thought. When we come back, I don't have to tell you. Be sure to come back. You will be back. I know that. Don't go away. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. My passion is for you to walk in divine health 
24-7. That's why I handpicked my favorite healing scriptures from many translations of the Bible, personalized them for you, and made them available in this free ebook. I want you to meditate or pray out loud these scriptures over your life daily and witness the supernatural healing power of God's kingdom come upon you. Download your free Healing Scriptures ebook now. We now return to It's Supernatural. Now, how would you like to have been caught up out of your body? go right through the roof of your house as if it wasn't there, escorted by angels into heaven, and be chosen to hear a discussion between God and the Messiah about the end times. Uh, Carlos, tell me one thing you eavesdropped on. I remember hearing clearly that they they were talked about the difficult hour that lay ahead and how the church would uh, be given the opportunity to be purged and the opportunity to really experience the greatness of what still lays ahead, the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God. But clearly, um, the way the download that I was receiving as I heard all that reminded me very much of this, the readings that, I, you know, that you do on an annual basis as a, as a regular Christian on the end times, the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel. So I remember listening to this conversation and I was brought to my, brought to my memory was all the uh, judgments that are coming based upon the book of Revelation and also Joel, the book of Daniel. And, um, but I, 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 I received and I felt like this is an hour, an opportunity for the church to be stronger and to understand the importance to be ready and alert because my sense is, for the most part, the body of Christ, for the most part, is not prepared for what is about to take place. Okay. Do you think you'll be alive when all this happens? I firmly believe that I will be alive. I believe that my eyes will physically see the coming of the Lord. And when you study church history, those who remained on fire for the Lord, even the Apostle Paul and Peter, they believed in their day, in their hour, that they would see the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Lord. And I feel like the church must understand once again end-time eschatology. We must be uh, students. We must understand the signs, the seasons, the hour that we're living in so that we can live an urgent life. And when we, under, when we have that understanding of sense of urgency, our hearts, our lives are completely given to the Lord. I feel like there's a greater surrender as a result of understanding the hour that we're living in. Okay. But then the most terrifying thing that ever happened to Carlos happened to him in heaven. What happened? Well, what happened was they went from discussing about the urgency of the hour, they went to discussing about the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit, greatest miracles, not all gloom and doom, there's great hope. But then the hope culminates in this incredible manifestation that I believe the Spirit of God is doing right now, and that is this. I heard the Father say to Jesus, it's time, son, go get your bride. What did that mean to you? At, at first, I was shocked and stunned, but I had this download and understanding of revelation that I, as part of the church of Christ, in that moment, I was not prepared, and I was not ready to really see him come back, even though we may have the right confession, we may have the right lingo, we may say the right words, but in reality, for the most part, many of us in the church, including myself at that time, I was not ready, was not prepared. And so when those words came out of the Father to the Son, I remember this 
It was the most horrible fear. It was, I, I call it the terror of the Lord. The most horrible fear and terror that ever I had ever felt. It was like those words rolled out of his mouth like a ball, a ball of fire. And I remember those words just rolling towards me. And I knew it was going to hit my midsection. And it, when it hit my, my, in my, my body, I remember trembling violently and I couldn't contain myself. And I felt that these words, something was going to come out of my mouth. I tried to hold myself back and I couldn't. And I remember yelling out loud, revealing the condition of my heart when I cried out, no, we're not ready. That's what I did. I raised my fists. You up weren't like even this. thinking this. I wasn't it came even out thinking. from your innermost. This, if this man is not ready, what about us? I'll tell you what. He was downloaded from heaven how to be ready. Now, when he says ready, he doesn't mean repenting of sins. He repented of his sins. He doesn't mean having the Messiah live inside of him. The Messiah lives inside of him. When he said, I'm not ready, he meant, I am not prepared to be involved in the next, in the greatest, and perhaps the last move of the presence of God, of the mercy of God on planet Earth. And he was commissioned on what he had to do to be ready and what you have to do to be ready. By the way, I heard something about you. Someone has pain in their neck and their back. And I tell you in the Messiah of Israel's name, if you have a pain in your neck, move your head. You'll see the pain is gone. Or stand up and bend over. You'll see the pain is gone. And I'm going to be right back and tell you how you will not miss the moment of your visitation. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Call now and receive Carlos Sarmiento's anointed book, Encountered by God, and his five-part audio CD teaching series and study guide that we may work the works of God. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9219. Through his anointed book, you will learn to hear God's voice more effectively. Receive an impartation to help you fulfill God's divine destiny and purpose for your life. Understand how to dispatch angels to influence and assist you in your ministry. Learn how to pray powerful prayers that help unlock all the promises of God in your life. Through his powerful five-part audio CD teaching series and study guide, you will understand the promise and the work of the Holy Spirit. Know the difference between the vocal gifts, revelatory gifts, and power gifts. Learn how to confidently operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Included is this easy-to-understand study guide. With Carlos Sarmiento's own notes, prayers of impartation, and even a place to journal and write your own notes. Don't miss out on getting Carlos Sarmiento's anointed book, Encountered by God, and his five-part audio CD teaching series and study guide that we may work the works of God. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9219. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9219 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. The most terrifying words my guest Carlos heard in heaven is that he was not ready. After thinking about this and pondering 
and uh, taking time. Why were you not ready? So I come out of this encounter and I find myself back in my physical body. I'm on the floor weeping, totally distraught and disturbed by the encounter. And those words haunted me, said for two hours, I lay there weeping and saying, haunted by those words, no, no, we're not ready. No, we're not ready. So I asked the Lord, Lord, why am I not ready? Was I talking about myself, the ministry, my family, the church in general? And after two hours, I heard the Holy Spirit say this to me. He says, son, if I took you home right now, you are ready to meet me for eternity. But then he said this, but in the condition that your heart is in right now, you are not ready for the next great move of the Holy but, but Spirit. wait a second now. Did you see miracles in your congregation? Absolutely. Did you see people coming to know the Messiah? Absolutely. Were you growing? Absolutely. Did you have financial problems? Not at all. And he wasn't ready. And so here's what the Lord re- began to reveal to my heart. He began to reveal to my heart that I had become a professional minister. In other words, um, I had become so, grown so comfortable in my calling that the ministry was routine. I mean, you can get up behind a platform, and, you know, my heart was still for the Lord. I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I still love the Lord. But in other words, my heart was no longer on the edge, a prophetic edge. And the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me, he says, Son, you've left your first love. He reminded me of the church of Ephesus in Revelations 2, where the Spirit of the Lord rebuked the church for leaving her first love, although they had great ministry, they had great doctrine, great miracles, but they left their first love. And the Spirit of God began to reveal to me, Son, because you've left your first love, therefore there's a lack of humility. And the lack of humility, which I believe is a major component that, that we have to have restored in the preachers of America, the preachers of the Western church, the preachers in the body of Christ, so that because it, the true spirit of humility is a, is a pure dependence upon God, where there is no glory for man. There is, I like that. There is, there is no glory for the church, or the, in, in, a specific local church. There is no glory for a ministry, but he gets all the glory. And the, the true spirit of humility is that what John the Baptist said, I must decrease, but he must increase. And so I really believe this is an area that the Spirit of God is honing in on so that the church can understand if we truly are humble, He will exalt us. And there's many that are watching right now by television uh, that the Holy Spirit is, I I saw earlier the Spirit of God almost like take His hand and, and, and turn a spigot. And I saw a fresh release of affections. I saw a fresh release of love. And those of you that are watching right now, just, just be sensitive and ask the Lord. Say, Lord, would you please open up the, the portal of my heart? Open up the portal of my soul because the Lord wants to download a love and affect. He wants you to feel how much he feels about you. And, there's, and the reason why many of us are stuck, the minute we're not progressing, we feel like we don't feel the presence of the Lord or we're not happy. I mean, some of the saddest Christians are, 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 are Christians who are bored and they're bored because they don't fully realize how God feels about them. And so for those of you that are watching right now, I just, just say in Jesus' name, receive that fresh turning of the affections of God for your life, even right now in Jesus' name. And so I just felt from the Lord that, that the Spirit of God was asking me to focus on two things. Son, become more dependent upon me. Seek my face. And then number two, return to your first love. Uh, you, you know what I'm reminded of, and I, I'm, I'd like to have your reaction to this. Uh, our country is so wonderful. You don't have to believe God to be physically healed. Uh, you go to the best doctors in the world. That's what our medical system is. You have money to buy anything you want. 
you have media, you have uh, internet, you have TV, you have entertainment, you have sports. Uh, you're busy, 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 busy. Yes. I wrote a book many years ago from a song. The song was, There Must Be Something More, because I work, eat, sleep, and that's the way it goes. Yes. Because I work, eat, sleep, and that's the way it goes. There must be something more. Carlos, you have started a seven-day-a-week, 24-hour prayer meeting in Orlando. A lot of people, when they hear things like that, they say, I am so glad uh, you were called to pray. I'm not. I, I mean, I'll pray my prayers in the morning for a couple of minutes, but that's your thing, not my thing. What would you say to I them? I would say to them that the Bible is very, very clear. Every one of us are both kings and priests. And a, pre, a king ministers in behalf of, of, of the king of kings, but a priest ministers to the king, to the priests of all priests. So I would say that we must return back to ministering faithfully at the altar. Like King David. Like King David. The altar of prayer and the altar of worship. The altar of his presence. To be faithful at that. That's what that... You mentioned King David. He was the most successful Jewish king. Why? Because David understood if I can have the glory, if I can have the presence, if I can make sure that the, he's being ministered, ministered to day and night, night and day, I'm assured of the victory of, by God's presence. And that's the missing link, I believe. We may have great churches, great ministries with the power and the glory of God. I don't knock that. I'm for that. But we need to see that restored to the individual believer. Not just to a service, not just to a a conference, not just to a seminar, not just to an outreach. We need to have every believer understand, wait a second, it's not just the pastor, it's not just the evangelist, I'm called as an individual to return back to minister to the Lord. And that's what I believe the Lord is saying, return back to your first love. The greatest commandment is not a suggestion, it's a commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. And when you look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, it's about one thing, Sid, you ready? It's about a wedding. A wedding. It's a wedding. In other words, a lot of people, I, I, to be candid with you, I know what he's saying, but I have never really thought about it. Did you hear what he said? From Genesis to Revelation, it's about a wedding. Explain. History began in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3 with Adam and Eve. What's that about? Man and, one becoming, man and woman becoming one. That's the wedding. First miracle of Jesus, is of his ministry, where? John chapter 2, at the, at the wedding of Cana in Galilee. And then the, one of the greatest apostles, if not the greatest apostle, was Paul. And he has his revelation of the mystery. You know about the mystery, the Jew and Gentile becoming one. But he takes it further, and the Lord reveals to him, this mystery I'm talking about is the heart of God and the plan of God coming to pass from all of eternity, which is what? God and man becoming one. And he uses the picture of a husband and a wife. He says, I speak to you a mystery, but I'm speaking concerning Christ and the church. And then we have Revelation chapter 22 and verse, 20, verse 17. One of the last statements that the Spirit of God says about the end times is this, and the Spirit and the bride say come. I believe the greatest identity that's about to be released to the body of Christ. We, we, we know what it is to be a child of God. We know what it is to be a son of God. And many of us know what it is to be a friend of God. But the greatest revelation 
and the greatest identity, the most intimate relationship on earth is that between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. And the Spirit of God is releasing this revelation that Christ is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. You know, I'm reminded of another wedding. At this particular wedding, the very first miracle the Messiah of Israel demonstrated, he turned water into wine, the wedding at Cana. And this is what his mother, Miriam, said. Whatever he says, do it. That's what Carlos is talking about. That's what Carlos heard from heaven. But you don't know what he said if you're not reading his word. You don't have a revelation of what he said if you're not praying. You don't know anything if you don't have intimacy with God. If there has ever been a time yes. that you must have your own intimacy with God, someone can't do it for you. You've been lied to. You must have your own intimacy with God. Believe the Messiah of Israel died for your sins. Believe that his blood, the Pesach blood, the Passover blood, washed your sins away. Believe that you are clean and he lives inside of you and is your Lord and start doing whatever he says. Do it! Carlos Sarmiento was a financially blessed believer in Jesus the Messiah. Through his ministry, people were being healed and souls were being saved. But then he had an open vision, an encounter with the Lord that shook him to his core. He witnessed God the Father speaking with Jesus about the coming end-time judgment of planet Earth and the need for believers to return to their first love and walk in the supernatural power of God to reach souls, heal the sick, deliver the captives, and awaken the church to revival. I truly believe by the Spirit of God, He has given me some insight and some prophetic revelation as to what the Spirit of God wants to focus to really understand prophetically what He is saying and what He is doing. Carlos has helped thousands walk in this end-time revelation and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now He wants to mentor you. As a result of this encounter, the Spirit of God also had unveiled to me and showed me that there's a great move of the Spirit of God that is coming on the earth. And part of that great move of the Spirit of God involves a great manifestation of power, a great manifestation of signs and wonders, and the greatest harvest the earth has yet to see. Call now and receive Carlos Sarmiento's anointed book, Encountered by God, and his five-part audio CD teaching series and study guide that we may work the works of God. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9219. Through his anointed book, you will better understand what it means to have God as your Heavenly Father. Learn to hear His voice more effectively. Receive an impartation to help you fulfill God's divine destiny and purpose for your life. Understand how to dispatch angels to influence and assist you in your ministry and daily walk. Learn how to pray powerful prayers that help unlock all the promises of God for your life. Through his powerful five-part audio CD teaching series and study guide, you will understand the promise and the work of the Holy Spirit. Know the difference between the vocal gifts, revelatory gifts, and power gifts. Learn how to confidently operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and so much more. Included is this easy-to-understand study guide with Carlos Sarmiento's own notes, prayers of impartation, and even a place to journal and write your own notes. Well, I want to tell you something. God downloaded to him and made him a forerunner for the specific reason of equipping you so that you will fulfill your destiny 
from heaven. It's not a man-made course. What are you going to do about it? Don't miss out on getting Carlos Sarmiento's anointed book, Encountered by God, and his five-part audio CD teaching series and study guide that we may work the works of God. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9219. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9219 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural, my guest has prayed for and equipped hundreds of thousands of believers in the Messiah, of leaders worldwide, and I tell you that this man wants to equip you right now to be normal. Thank you.